morning. My name is Rupa Nampali. Welcome to my weekly report on real, current real estate matters. I'm a realtor with Remax One. Today it's a seller's market and consumers have been devouring homes, yet nationwide sellers have been having cold feet about putting their home on the market for a variety of reasons. This is an ongoing trend that's getting worse. As recently as the year 2000, 15% of the population moved each year. 20 years later, the percentage of movers has been reduced to an astounding, astonishing 9.8% and that was before COVID-19 came to the town. Concerns over COVID-19 placed the already cool housing supply into the icebox. So just how cold is the real estate winter going to be and what can we learn from the data to improve our future? Mike Salmonson of Alto Research shares that as of Friday, total single-family residential listings are down 41% year-over-year. A drop of this magnitude is an unheard-of groundbreaking territory. Currently, there are only 573,000 single-family residences active listings in U.S. This low inventory is a cause for significant alarm. The question is that what business model can sustain a reduction in the supply greater than 40% with serious disruption. As for Roberto, who is an economics professor and has worked for both the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development and Federal Housing Administration, according to him, housing inventory is a problem and financing is also a problem in many markets where prices are running away. It's such a it is a terribly stressed situation for those people. Surprisingly, home sales are on fire nationally, up 11% year over year. That hot market is causing a major smoke trade, keeping us from seeing the underlying problem. And the hot sales are a trend that illustrates that will be further depletion of the available housing stock. That is, more people are buying up remaining inventory. Realtor.com posted astonishingly high record traffic numbers in July. Realtor.com's Marcy James shared that 92 million unit potential movers search for their next home. This is a quantum leap from 26% from last year and then record-setting numbers and just an astonishingly high amount of demand. When it comes to the growth of rent, renting is by far outpacing home ownership in growth recently. On average, two-thirds of the households are owned while one-third are rentals nationwide. However, increasingly, some cities are seeing rent explode and have greater than 50% of households as rent. Affordability of housing is key relative to earnings. The cost of rent is lower than that of buying. Rent is on the increase nationally, 36% over 10 years or 3.6% year-over-year on an average. Millennial first-time home buyers continue to be perceived as if they are an untapped reserve of buyers, and this could further exacerbate our supply situation. According to apartment list, currently the millennial home ownership rate has grown to 43%, still well below the rate of Generation X, 67%, and the baby boomer and the silent generation, 77%.
This population is craving additional supply and lower pricing. Will there be housing crash similar to what we have seen in 2009 and 2010? Not according to Mike Simonson of Alters Research. On his monthly report, Simonson clearly showed that unlike the highly leveraged, high loan-to-value housing market of the time, where people had loans that went quickly underwater as the market turned. But this time, it's different. In 2020, loan-to-value ratios are much better and with billions of dollars of equity that will prevent people from walking away. According to mortgage of 6.87% of mortgages varied forbearance as of September 20th. That's 3.4 million loans down from 4.3 million or 8.55% as of June 7. This article states that since the MBA started publishing data on homeowner exits from forbearance in early May, a large percentage of exits have been attributed to homeowners who went into forbearance but never stopped paying their mortgage. People don't want to be forced to move. Even with the devaluation of 10%, people will still have equity. They will negotiate with their banks to keep the home rather than walk away as they did during the Great Recession. After plummeting 18% the week prior, the number of mortgages in active forbearance rose by 19,000 last week, according to a new report by Black Knight on Friday. Though the raw number increased, the number of all mortgages in active forbearance remained at 5.6%, unchanged from the prior week. October 9th marked the first week forbearance fell below 3 million since April and despite last week's uptick, that record held steady after a reported 2.99 million homeowners remained in COVID-related forbearance plan. All the portfolio held and private label security loans led the record decline the week prior. The same loans took the lion's share of last week's increase rising by nearly 8,000, the report said. Forbearance rose by 8,000 for home loans in GMA securities, primarily mortgage-backed by Federal Housing Agency and Veterans Administration. These securities continue to boast the largest share of the loans and forbearance, up to 9.5% from 9.4%. Black Knight said, despite a slight uptick, there is a room for optimism as forbearance volumes are down 708,000 from the same time last month, representing a 19% month-over-month decline. Overall, the volume is down nearly 1.7 million since the peak of forbearances and 4.76 million in late May. In terms of remaining forbearance cases, 78% have had their terms extended. According to August report from Black Knight, of the 6.1 million homeowners who have been in COVID-19 related forbearance plans, roughly 41%, nearly 2.5 million have extended, exited forbearance. GSE loans, those backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, took the remaining share of the increase with nearly 3,000 new loans in forbearance but remaining at 4% share overall. The average U.S. mortgage rate for 30 years fixed fell to 2.8% this week, the lowest in Freddie Mac survey history, the mortgage giant said in a report on Thursday. The rate fell 6 basis points from the week prior and is now 5 basis points lower than the original 
all-time low set in mid-September. The average fixed rate for 15-year mortgage was 2.35%, falling from last week's 2.37%, matching the record set three weeks ago. There has now been 12 consecutive weeks when average mortgage rates have been below 3%, and this is the 10th broken tenth record broken this week. Mortgage applications for both refinances and home purchases both declined slightly last week, despite the 30-year fixed mortgage rate declining to a new MBA survey low of 3%. Joel Tan, MBA's Associate Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting, said in a statement, Refinance and purchase activity continues to run well ahead of last year's pace, fueled by record low rates and strong home buyer demand, Tan added. Housing supply is a challenge for many aspiring buyers, but actively should continue to stay strong for the rest of the year. An increase in applications for government-backed mortgages helped offset some of the overall de declines, increasing 3% week over week. There was also a 11% week over week increase in the United States uh, Department of Veterans of Space refinance application. If you're in the market to purchase a home or sell your home, I can help you. Please give me a call at 732-397-9185, email me at rupa at ruparealtor.com or visit my website at ruparealtor.com. Have a nice week ahead.